Welcome back to Once Upon a Foolish Mortal. I am your host, your ghost host, Olanda, and thank you for coming back to the podcast. I've had good response, good responses from friends and family, and shout out to my three subscribers, which is probably my mom, <laughs> my dad, and my older sister. So, one of my older sisters. So, shout out to y'all. I'm totally joking. I don't even, I don't know. We'll see, but I've had good responses from people, and I appreciate you taking the 15 minutes or less than 15 minutes out of your day to come and listen to this podcast and be supportive. Um, if you don't already follow me, please go do so on my socials. I'd love to hear your feedback on some of the questions I ask during the podcast. And for me right now, that's just the easiest way to do it as I learn how to podcast and upload and all that fun stuff. But I definitely want to hear your responses to some of the questions that I do ask. Now, um, I know I mentioned before that growing up, one of my things that I wanted to do so badly was to visit Disney World. It was just something that we weren't able to do, and it was just not in the cards for us. So growing up, it was like, well, I want to go to Disney, I want to go to Disney. But realistically, as kids, we knew that that was not a possibility because we couldn't afford flights we couldn't afford the whole trip it was just a whole thing um which is fine i know a lot of people can't afford it and that's fine um but growing up that was just something that was always in the back of my mind it, it was like i really am longing for disney i want to be there this is a dream that i have and when we finally you know decided to take our trip you're just envisioning in your head all the things that you're going to do um, trying to piece together these things that people say are hard or difficult or, you know, you can't do all the things in one visit, which 100% you can't. But you're just trying to think, like, these are my priorities. How am I going to figure this out as a newbie? So then you actually take your flight and then you arrive at your hotel. So now comes the decision of, are you going to rope drop? And for me, that was 100% yes, I'm going to rope drop, I'm going to maximize what I can do in the parks. We took a three day trip. And it was just like, I need to get done what I can to get done. And not only did we rope drop, but we also did like rope, like park open to park close. Now we did rest in between like where we could. <laughs> But um, we, yeah, our feet definitely felt it. <laughs> but today's topic or the main topic of today's mini episode is, if you can't already tell, is going to be rope dropping. Now, you can ask some people that have been to the parks many and plenty of times, do you rope drop? And more than likely, their answer is probably going to be absolutely not. <laughs> Which is fine. It's not for everybody. I am by nature an early riser. And for the most part, so are my kids. And we knew that we wanted to make the most out of us being in the parks. So for us, it, it really wasn't a question. It was just kind of like, we're going to do it. Our feet might kill us, but we're going to do it. So that's what we decided to do. And yeah. My feet probably, whenever I bring it up, my feet are probably like throbbing like, yeah, no, stop talking about that. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, as far as like my two favorite parks go, what are some of the things you can rope drop? Um, 
and, and we can kind of talk about that. So let's go to Hollywood Studios. We're gonna today we're gonna be talking about Hollywood Studios, and we're gonna be talking about Magic Kingdom. So in Hollywood Studios, um, again, it's such an amazing park because of the ambiance to kind of like I could just now I can eat a snack and like walk around and just really soak up the vibes. Like that is how much I love Hollywood Studios. But when you're rope dropping, it's kind of like you got to get things done. Like I can do that later <laughs> once everybody hits the parks. So when you essentially when you rope drop, I'm talking about staying on Disney property because um, when you stay on Disney property, you get a 30 minutes of early entry into the park. And then um, some people get there like an hour before the early entry because not only do they want to, you know, take advantage of the early entry, but they want to be in the front of the line for the early entry. So I think it's just all about your priorities as a family. Um, but definitely the two bigger ones are going to be um, Rise of the Resistance which Rise of the Resistance um, is hit or miss because there's so many different components of Rise of the Resistance that it's like, do you take a chance that this is going to fully work in the morning? And most of the time I hear that it breaks down <laughs> early in the morning. I mean, it does throughout the day sometimes, but early in the morning I hear as they're trying to like get it up, get it going, um, it's more than likely to to be down. Now there's still a chance that it, it will be up and working. So keep that in mind too. Now the other one is Slinky Dog Dash. Slinky Dog Dash is of course in Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. The area itself is adorable, amazing. It makes you feel like a child again. And then Slinky Dog is such a cute coaster. Now we did early, we did rope drop Slinky Dog and it was down. <laughs> So I think it's just always a chance of something happening. Um, we waited for it to possibly come back up when we tried to rope drop and it didn't pan out in our favor. So just keep that in mind whenever you're thinking you're going to rope drop something, there's always the possibility of something going wrong. Um, so just, again, you know, keep that in mind. Now, I think... Um, in addition to rope drop, there's still a lot of things you can do early in the morning that, you know, you're taking advantage of the low wait times. So you're not necessarily like rope dropping these rides, but you're still taking advantage of the early entry without so many people in the parks. So for instance, like I love Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think it's the cutest ride ever. And it's one of my favorites. I just laugh and I say that's me and my husband, Minnie and Mickey. And then they have Pluto at the end. And I say that that's our dog <laughs> or one of our dogs because um, we just got an additional dog. Um, but yeah, so uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway typically will have a little wait time, um, maybe 15 minutes. So essentially might be a walk on if not close to a walk on. And the same thing with Tower. I think <laughs> nobody wants to like wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee and then run a tower. But Tower will typically have a lower wait time, um, so that might be something that if it is on your priority list to, to get it done. And yeah, so I mean, while you're doing all this, I think you can get a lot done with early entry, if not, you know, mornings into Hollywood Studios, uh, just keeping in the back of your mind that some of these rides could possibly be down even if you rope drop them. And 
you know, taking advantage of the little shows that they have, the little cartoon one, the Indiana Indiana Jones stunt show, um, things you can do to kind of cool down in the day after the parks kind of get flooded with uh, people in them. So um, one of the underrated rides, I think, in Disney's Hollywood Studios is going to be Star Tours. Um, I think for the most part, it is a walk-on because it is quote-unquote an outdated um it is an outdated ride in comparison of like even Smuggler's Run or um, of course Rise of the Resistance. But um, that's a cool, that's a good one to just kind of take a break. You know that it's going to have a low wait time and I enjoy Star Tours. So, uh, but definitely Smuggler's Run um, for the most part, it will be lower. I think you can have a lower wait time um, in the morning if you're not going to do like a lightning lane for it or something with Genie Plus. So. I like going on Smuggler's Run. I'm terrible at being a pilot and I'll just kind of like crash this and everything and have people just kind of freaking out in in there. So yeah, I, I love Hollywood Studios. It's a great, um, it's a great time. And it's just, again, it's one of my favorite parks. So now we can talk a little bit about um, Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom, when you do early entry, partial of the park is opened and that's Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. So one of the main rides that people go to like a rope drop is Seven Dwarves Mine Train because Seven Dwarves Mine Train is a smooth coaster. It's very quick. You can still book an individual lightning lane for it, but if you go early, you can um, try to get early entry for it or, or rope drop it because the lines get crazy. Um, and it and and. It's a coaster. I feel like most of the coasters do get, you know, obscene wait times, but it is an adorable little ride and, and I enjoy it. So that I would say would make it to make it your number one priority. Um, and then second, maybe would be either of these two. Peter Pan's flight gets a crazy wait line, wait time too. So that is one too. If you want to do it, I would do it early in the morning. If not, try to book like a lightning lane for it during the day, but definitely um, the wait time gets up there. It's an adorable little ride with the little boats that you get to get on. But again, the wait times, they skyrocket on Peter Pan's flight. Um, Space Mountain, I feel like as long as you try to do it early enough, the wait time will be low. But then obviously throughout the day, it gets it gets up there 40, 60 minutes um it, it's still a great one I, when we went we got on it two or three times I can't remember maybe it was twice if maybe it just felt like three times because I was so tired um but yeah so that's definitely another one that I would say would be up there with Peter Pan's flight um but if I had to rank them rank them it would be um Seven Dwarfs Mine Train below that Peter Pan's flight and then third Space Mountain so once the other portion of the park opens up, I would say it would be between Haunted Mansion and Big Thunder. I'm a little biased with Haunted Mansion, as you can tell by the name of this podcast. It's just my favorite ride ever. And um, But I also really love Big Thunder. Like, I really love Big Thunder. I like Big Thunder more than I like Space Mountain, because Space Mountain, I feel like I'm just kind of whipping around and it's a little crazy. Um, but uh, my kids love 
Space Mountain, so I'll go on it. My husband loves Space Mountain, so I'll go on it. I like it. I just don't love it. I love Big Thunder. <laughs> um, I'm probably like the only one in my family. No, I think it's up there with my son's one of his top rides. And then, um, of course, if you can wake up and get on the virtual queue, there is no doubt about it. Like whether it's virtual queue or individual Lightning Lane, Tron is up there. I don't care what anybody says. Tron is up there. It's an amazing ride. Um, I I feel like I enjoy it because I've seen the movies, the old one and the new one, and I'm excited for a third one to come out. But Tron is a great ride, and I'm excited to go on it this time, but at night because the little like you know canopy thing over the ride it's it has like um, lights that change and shift colors, and it, it's 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 got to be a lot better at night. So. Keep these things in mind as you plan and decide is rope dropping for you and your family. If it's not, have you ever rope dropped? I'm curious. Am I the only crazy person that's like park open and park closed? Like we was poor growing up and <laughs> I want to get all my money's worth. I really do. Our feet are going to ache and we'll take some breaks. <laughs> but I want to get all my money's worth. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever get over that, but that's just kind of my thoughts and my feelings on rope dropping. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. That's just a quick topic that I wanted to address and talk about. Um, it, it, me, I'm speaking, and it's me, my husband, and my two kids. My son is 12, my daughter's 10, so they can get on the roller coasters, they can get on the big rides, they don't have to do like a rider swap, anything like that. Um, but there's ways to do it in Disney, even with younger kids. I have some friends on Instagram and, and that's what they post like hacks, how to do writer swap. Like, so that way you're not wasting time as parents. If you have little ones that are maybe too young to get on these roller coasters, or maybe they're just right in that age where they're like indecisive, like, like maybe they get up there and then they decide, Hey, no, I don't want to get on it. <laughs> but yeah. So thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any ideas as to what you'd like me to talk about, um, please just let me know on social medias. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and I hope you all have a wonderful, foolish, mortal day.